Hello and welcome back to the Soccer Brothers Podcast. This is episode number 22. I'm your host, Sal As always, I'm joined by my brother, Nihal. How are you doing, Nihal? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Um, how about yourself? I'm doing pretty well. Um, yeah, one thing we want to do is apologize about the audio quality on the previous podcast. Uh, I messed up a little bit in my editing. It shouldn't happen again. It won't happen again. Um, so, sorry about that. But Sahil, uh, what what do you have on right now? I have an Ambitious Strike t-shirt on right now. And that's actually true. <laughs> if you want 15% on all your Ambitious Strike purchases, then you can enter the code BROTHERS at checkout on ambitiousstrike.com. That's ambitious, A-M-B-I-T-I-O-U-S, and Strike, S-T-R-Y-K. Uh, it's a great company. That t- that great t- people. Yeah, that t- great t- products. Yeah, that product is wonderful. That t-shirt is awesome looking. It's very, very comfortable. I have a similar t-shirt. Actually, no, I have the same one. Um... So it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great, great, uh, company. All right. All right. It's starting to feel, you know. To the soccer. (laughs) Starting to feel kind of numb, isn't it? We're just used to supporting a bad national team. So why don't we talk about that? Wow. (laughs) We lost to Costa Rica 0-1 to in a friendly on Tuesday at Red Bull Stadium. Joel Campbell claimed Costa Rica's goal in the 70th minute. Overall, we were just outplayed. Joel Campbell hasn't scored in 20 previous matches for his national team. Uh, I wouldn't say he's done nothing. This though. is the first time we've lost um, four matches in a row at home, right? No, yeah. three matches in a row at home um, since 1997. The first time we've lost to four straight CONCACAF opponents since 1967. Jurgen Klinsmann said it was because it was a letdown because of the Mexico game. Well, okay, that's fair. But also, seven players in this match didn't play against Mexico. <sighs> Man. I mean, it was it was terrible. They dominated us. And, you know, the USA actually had possession in this mass, match. We had a 55% possession. But it kind of felt like the Belgium match where we also had possession. Yeah. Uh, but really, it didn't feel like it. They had 15 shots. We had four. Guess where our four shots came from? Outside the box. Yedlin. Oh. Brad Evans and Tim Ream. Those are the those are the players who took the shots for us. I mean, I believe Breck Shea had a shot and a free kick, though. I guess I don't know. Maybe that I don't know. But still, I mean, yeah, I mean, I was disappointed with Zardes up top. Yeah, he was terrible. I expected. No, Zardes is not ready. He really isn't. His touch isn't there. He stops. He stops attacks dead in his tracks. He really does. Yeah. I, I think Rubio Rubin is more ready. I think Johansson is definitely a better striker. Uh, I think Juan Agudelo would probably be, be better for this team. Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris probably. Yeah. Is Jordan? Have you seen Jordan Morris have a really bad touch? I haven't. I don't recall one. Zardes needs to figure out his touch. He needs to figure out how to stretch the field. Pick out. A, what does Zardes add to the team? Pace. Yeah, but like, why not have a player like Nagby who has pace and skill? And finishing ability. Well, Zardes can finish. And uh, passing ability. I mean... I I don't think that Zardes will never have a place in the national team. He just... Yeah, you're right. He's not ready. He's not ready. He really isn't. And it's, it's, it's very, very unfortunate. Why is Jermaine Jones playing in this game? I don't know. I mean, especially How, since he, he was probably more tired since he, he was playing out wide yeah, on Tuesday. Yeah, he's going to be 36 yeah. in the next World Cup. Why is Brad Evans playing? Is he the future at right back? Why not give Yedlin a run out at right back? And then start Zaris on the wing again? And give Wooten or Wood a shot off the, from the start? Okay, well... I don't understand this. 
I know we're not producing results now, but do you think we have, you know, the talent when you go down to this roster that we can easily win these World Cup qualifying matches? No. Because that's the next thing we have. have. So we need to stick with the same players a little bit. If you're saying we can't go down our roster and just pick out talent and Okay, th- that's fair. That's fair. Okay, I, I, I think we can beat St. Vincent and the Grenadines with our U23 team. At least I hope we can. Yeah, I would hope so, yeah. Trinidad is a tough place to play, and they are a good team. I'm not confident we can beat them. But at some point, you have to start making that transition. We're going to get to the hex. So, is it worth it to play, to bring in some a player like Will Trapp or Nagby or Lecce? Yeah. Yeah. Don't wait until January. And if Klinsman is gone, if Klinsman loses either one of these matches, if he doesn't get at least four points... He should be fired. But he will not. I don't know. Actually, I, I think it might happen if he, if he if he gets if he gets two points or zero points. Yeah, I mean, I in most situations, I feel like Gulati would. I mean, he hasn't said anything like. Like he hasn't like talked about evaluating the position. Well, at he all. said we're going to have conversations this week. Oh, I did. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I, I want to go back to the Costa Rica game real quickly. Some bright spots. I thought Breck Shea was actually pretty good on the left wing. Yeah. Um, and then Brad Evans was out. I just ripped on him, but he's pretty, he was pretty good at right back. Howard was decent. Uh, Orozco was great, I thought, in the center of defense. So I think those were our bright spots. Once Jeff Cameron went off the pitch, our defense fell apart. I, Alvarado was not ready. He's not even close to ready. I mean, Gonzalez, Beasler, Brooks, Cameron, even Reem are better options at center back right now than Alvarado. Yeah. So... I think Jermaine Jones is a better option. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But, I mean, I think I think our... So, do you want to... I mean, this is just... This is a bit random, but... Do you want to see Jermaine Jones anymore for the national team? Um... Oh, that's a tough one. You know... I mean, just anywhere. If he, if he... If he can play... I mean, he hasn't really played that well, either. Yeah, I know. It's... I mean, the, the, okay, the problem is... Klinsman is trying to have it both ways... You either need to pick a system and, and call it players who fit that system or create a system that the player that your best 11 fits or at least 11 of your best 13 fits. That's not the case. It's a little bit of both. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if I think, you know, it's like I just said, Jermaine Jones, it's not like he's been playing incredible. I mean, he hasn't really played well since the World Cup and he hasn't really been same since his injury. Yeah. So, do I think he should be there? No. I think, you know, Danny Williams was not very good last or on Tuesday either. But I think he deserves another shot. Uh, I think he needs to move up to the Premier League. I, need, I think Bobby Wood needs to move up to the Bundesliga. I mean, where are our players in top leagues? You know how much I love MLS. I'm a big proponent of it. But... You know, we were watching ESPN FC, and it's it's everyone says the same thing. I don't think I don't think MLS is why the national team is performing bad. I don't think Bradley and Dempsey coming back is necessarily why, but because because this no, team I mean, has won with MLS it's, it's, players. It's a lot more than just Bradley and Dempsey. At no, this yeah, point. yeah, it is. Well, Dempsey shouldn't be on the national team anymore either. Yeah, I mean, you you can't say that. Because it, it's about getting a pool of players that we can rotate in and out. We can deal with these when we can only have an MLS team or only have a European team. And just having, like, 
you know, growth from the get-go. I mean, just looking at two players and, I mean, just blaming them for matches. It's Well, everyone was blaming Josie. I think we should move on from Josie, but I thought he was decent against Mexico. Yeah. I thought he was better than Dempsey. I mean, I guess if Dempsey wasn't so selfish, then he would have gotten the ball more, probably. Yeah, I mean... What kind of serv- what kind of service was there for Josie? You know what was working in 2013? Fabian Johnson on the wing to Josie out the door. That's where we got our goals from. Remember that? Yeah. How many three straight games with assists? I mean, it, it, it's it's um. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, Josie needs service. I I, I think he shouldn't be a lockdown starter. Um, I really don't, but I, I don't think his time on the national team is, is necessarily up. Well, I mean, here's something to support for Zardes, because I feel like if he had a forward more like Johansson or Dempsey next to him, maybe he would contribute more. Because, I mean, it's not, not like, like playing with Josie up top doesn't really supplement no, you that much. We're playing two defensive mids again. Right. I think any striker we play at all is better off with an attacking midfielder behind him and two wingers. And you want to see Bradley in that role, Bedoya? No, I want to see Bradley at defensive mid. Okay. Alongside maybe like a trap. So Bradley can get forward. He's playing yeah. more of an eight. Yeah. And then I want to see Fellhaber or Wynn. Wynn came off the bench last night. I thought he was great. I thought he was one of our more attacking players. He's the only player with flair, but he's playing at left midfield. I mean, come on. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. What has Mixed Discrew done to merit a call-up? He doesn't even play for NYCFC. So, Jurgen, Jurgen talks about how certain players need to challenge themselves and need to be able to be able to get consistent playing time, but he calls up players like Mixed Discrew. Yeah. I, I, and the whole Fabian Johnson yeah, debacle, the, the other thing was, we haven't I even mean, talked about. Just in general, his call-ups is that you need to create competition within your roster. And right, and if Josie... Out Brad Evans every week isn't doing anything. Well, and if, well, I mean... Every... Who started... Fabian Johnson's are starting... I don't know if Brad Evans is starting right back. No, I mean calling him up, though. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah, you're right about that. I, 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 I mean, there's a lot, you know... We're actually talking about the national team longer than I thought we were yeah, going to. Yeah, but, I mean, as I was saying, like, Ventura Alvarado is not playing for his team. He's not playing for Club America. And I understand in certain situations, like Josie Altador at Sunderland, when you know he's a player that is an integral part to your team and needs to get out of that situation and get some playing time, I understand that. But you can't have a bunch of players on your team like that. Right. Why is Wando still called up? I mean, really? I mean, yeah. Why is Ramon... I mean, the, the availability of some of our forwards wasn't really there because of, you know, like, the U, the U23 Olympic qualifying and everything. Where is Juan Agudelo? Surely he's a better option than Wando. Maybe not. You know, maybe not. Maybe Wando plays well against Mexico if he comes into the match. Yeah. Why didn't Bobby Woods start against Costa Rica? Why didn't Breck Shaves play left back? I, yeah, I, these yeah. are the questions. No, so especially Bobby Wood. I mean, if a player comes on a substitute, scores a goal, I mean, you just start him in the next game. Yeah, I exactly. <laughs> I mean, Taylor Tolman said something perfectly correct in, in, in the broadcast. He says, I don't think Jurgen Klinsmann thinks is necessarily sold as Bobby Wood as a starter at this level. 
But then again, how are we going to know if he doesn't get a start? Yeah. In every game Bobby Wood has played, he has been good in terms of creating chances. The finishing touch hasn't always be hasn't always been there. So, uh, but but recently in the last four games he's played, he scored. Yeah. Or the last three games, or three out of the last whatever games, in, in three in, in in three games against Germany, Netherlands, and Mexico, he's scored. At this time last year, he was making some of his first caps. Kind of crazy that you're gonna actually notice. Or thought to call him up that early. Well, remember, Bobby Wood is on, was on the 2013 initial roster for the Gold Cup. Oh, okay. So, he's always been someone who, who, who U.S. fans have been high on. Uh, I remember you, you didn't like him at this time last year. No, because he was missing opportunities. Yeah, I thought yeah. he was exciting, but he needed to get that finishing touch, and he did. Yeah. So, he's proven himself. And, you know... I was wrong. You know, there are cases where Jurgen has shown faith in a player and it's worked, like Kyle Beckerman. But a faith in a, a faith in a players who aren't even going to be there for the next World Cup doesn't really make sense to me. Against Mexico, don't get me wrong, it made sense. Yeah. But is Brad Evans, a player who did not make the roster for the World Cup, really a better option at thirty three than anyone else in the pool? I, I just don't understand it. Are our right backs? Well, why was Fa- okay? Fabian Johnson. I don't think we're even going to get into that. Uh, him being sent home, but that was ridiculous. What Jurgen was was talking about in the press. Oh yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I think one good thing, and um, it's uh wait, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, there's um well, the one good thing is that we have the Copa Centenario. Yeah, um, that's going that's going through. So, yeah, um, well, yeah. Let's go well, other stuff happened in the interesting or in the world of U.S. soccer. So why don't we go uh, to what the U twenty threes did in Olympic qualifying? So we beat Canada two zero, um, and now we're gonna go play Colombia in the next match to actually go through into the twenty sixteen Olympics. Yeah, it's a home and away series. It was a good performance. Canada had a player sent off in the first half. Um, Pelosi scores in the second half, and then um, Jerome Kessevetter scores um, again on a penalty kick. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, it was a good performance. It's going to be a difficult, it's going to be very, very difficult against Colombia, but, you know, I, I don't, I can't, I don't really know much about their team, so I can't really speak to it, but, you know, I'm excited about it. And like I said, hopefully we can have some of those players like Ruben and Mario Rodriguez there to help us out. Yeah. All right, why don't we move over to the 2016 European Championships. We haven't really talked about this much yet, but uh, the qualifying group stage matches are done. All 10 matches are complete. The top two teams from each of the nine groups go to the group stages of the European Championship Finals, and that third-place team goes to the playoff round. Um, Yeah, the top third-place team goes to the playoff round. Um, So... um, Yeah, you know, it's it's been a very interesting qualifying campaign. Um, The Netherlands... Not qualifying is, is probably the biggest story, um, you know, and they have not been good um, in all. In they haven't been good throughout the whole qualification, um, and I think their previous coach, who left about a year ago, uh, said not Louis Van Hal. I'm not talking about Louis Van Hal. Um, he said this defense wasn't good enough, and you know the team really wasn't. They didn't perform. 
And against the Czech Republic, they lost 3-2. to two. They gave up two early goals. Then Robin Van Persie scores a horrific own goal. Oh, yeah. um, and then they're able to pull two back. But, I mean, overall, they didn't deserve <laughs> to make it. Um, and I, I think, you know, many third-place teams in the World Cup have had difficulty qualifying um, for the Euros. I think, uh, I think all of them, since like the 70s, except for Germany, have failed to qualify. For the next European Championships. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Stat Geek's not here today, so I, we, he can't verify that. <laughs> um, but there was some crazy stat like that. Um, but they, they didn't really deserve to, to make it. And, you know, Turkey really, really pulled it out the last second. Turkey um, was playing... Um, who were they playing? Um, I forgot. I forgot. Who they were. Wait, wait, can you just go to the group quickly? Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah they were playing, playing Iceland. So they were playing Iceland. And, uh, In it, Latvia. No, they were playing Iceland, Sahil. Oh, sorry. Um, so, I don't know. Th- those aren't... That thing over there isn't dated. Oh. Um, yeah, they're playing Iceland. Um, Turkey goes down to 10 men in, like, the 80th minute, and then Enon scores an absolute beauty of a free kick in the 90th minute, and they're straight through to the Euros. Good for them. They're probably my second or third favorite national team, because um, I love Turkey. Uh, and they have some good players. They're a very, very talented team. Um... And I think they can do well. So in Group A, uh, we've basically talked about Czech Republic won. Uh, Aaron Johansson's Johan- Iceland finished in second place. And Turkey is through in third place. So a very, very interesting group. Uh, why don't we go to Group B? Yeah, the number one ranked team in the world won this group, which is Belgium. And what is it? Points. The number eighth ranked team in the world? Wales? Aren't they up there? I think they were, but then they, then they got out of it. I mean, all these European teams move up yeah. during European qualification. Yeah. Um, so Wales qualifies for the first uh, European tournament since I in, since 1972, something like that. I, you know, I really should have had these stats beforehand. Um, but really, it's been it's been a very very long time. Um, and it actually, might have been the 1950s. Um, so good for them, Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey, some very very good players. Um, they were able to uh, make it. Um, Belgium, obviously, like you said, the world's number one. Very 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 talented group. Of players, it'll be interesting to see how they can perform. Yeah, um, and then Bosnia, uh, a favorite of yours, um, with Pjanic and Destro, the two Roma men. Um, Destro, uh, uh, Jacko, Jacko. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Yeah. Sorry, I, I that was just a. <laughs> you used to like Destro. Now yeah. you like Jacko. He doesn't. He's not even play for Roma anymore. Yeah. Besides the point. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So um, yeah, they were able to qualify. They're also a very very good team, and it'll be interesting to see how they can do in. Uh, playoff rounds. Well, in the playoff rounds, and I think they will, hopefully they will qualify yeah. um, for the Euros. And it's interesting because there are a lot more teams this time since there are 24 teams they've expanded. Um, uh, it's been 16 up until this Yeah, point. yeah. All right, Group C. Yeah. Isn't it just kind of refreshing to see Spain doing well again? I don't know. For me, it yeah, is. I've yeah. never been a big fan of them, but I just like... Since we're not going to see Netherlands in the Euros, I think it'll be exciting to at least see a good Spain team. all the former American Spanish fans are, you know, maybe we'll come back out. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of them, man. Yeah, I know, I know. Okay, well, Group C, as you alluded to, Spain uh, won the group by five points with 27 points. Nine wins and one loss. Uh, Slovakia... Uh, I think Hamshik, Martin Hamshik mm-hmm. plays there. Scored a goal last uh, game. Yeah, so he, he they finished in second place. In Ukraine, very, very good team. I think can do very well if they qualify for the Euros, finish in third place and advance to the playoffs. Um, 
Macedonia, disappointing showing in, in this uh, qualification. Uh, one win and one draw, eight losses. So, um, yeah, I, I, I expected them to be a little bit better. Yeah. But, um, you know, Ukraine goes through, and they have some talented wingers in Yarmolenko and Konoplyanka. Yeah. So. All right, why don't we move down to Group D? World um, Champions, Germany. Oh, do you have something to say about No, I was just going to say, remember, Ukraine co-hosted the last game, uh, tournament. So, oh, yeah. That's two in a row for them. Same with Poland. Speaking of po- Poland, speaking of uh, co-hosts, Poland was other co-hosts, and they're in Group D. Right. Poland finished second in that group. I said Germany finished first, and uh, Republic of Ireland's going to the playoff round as they finished in third place. I mean, Ireland's biggest matches in this qualification campaign. They only they made the playoff rounds by three points over Scotland. Uh, their big matches were uh, a one-one draw against Germany on the road, and then a one-zero win against Germany at home. Yeah. Um, so incredible, incredible stuff for them. Um, it, 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 I mean, it's it's just awesome to see Ireland back in the tournament. Some of the best fans in the world. Hopefully, Robbie Keane is there, um, and Doyle. Some of the MLSers are there. And of course, uh, all of the, all of the Everton men: James McCarthy, um, Seamus Coleman, Darren Gibson, Aidan McGeady. So, you know, it's going to be exciting. Ireland is a, is a is a fun team to watch. And then Lewandowski, thirteen goals, thirteen goals in ten matches. I mean, he is there. Is there a better player in the world right now no, at this moment no, in no, time? No, no, no. Uh, I mean, maybe. And Sir, if he this form, honestly, is it a stretch to say that? Poland makes like the final or the semifinal. Yeah, no, I don't know about it. I mean, all right, well, we'll the see. form that Lewandowski has right now, he would be a better player than Messi. Look at their, this look at their goal differential. <laughs> Poland scored thirty three goals in qualification, thirty three goals in ten matches. That's insane. A twenty three goal differential through only ten matches. Wow. So averaging three and a half goals a game. Wow. Yeah, I mean. All right, why don't we move to Group E, where England, E for England, I don't know. Okay. England, a perfect, run, a perfect run of games. No, uh, 10 wins for them, 30 points. Uh, so it was good for them. Not a terribly difficult group, but two wins against Switzerland is, is decent. Yeah. Um, so Switzerland comes in second place with 21 points, and Slovenia in uh, third place with 16 will be going to the playoffs. Not a whole lot to say. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how England fares. Can they win uh, the Euros? Uh, maybe. Maybe. They have some young players no. like Ross Barkley, Raheem Sterling. Uh, they have Wayne Rooney up front. They have Surridge if he's healthy. Uh, you know, they have some exciting talent. Uh, John Stones and Jagielka yeah. and Cahill in defense. I mean, those are good players. Yeah. Do I see them ultimately? I think they can make a semifinal run. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about more uh, right after we finish the groups about who we think is going to win. Uh, so in Group F, this is probably the worst group to me. Um, Northern Ireland won the group with 21 points. Romania finished second, and Hungary finished third and go to the playoff round. Yeah, I mean, Greece, disappointing. Yeah. One win and three draws, and they finished in last place behind the Faroe Islands. <laughs> I mean, come on. This team won the Euros 13 years ago. Yeah, nearly made it. I mean, forced Costa Rica an extra time in the 2014 World Cup. Yeah, but, I mean, that's because Costa Rica went down a man, really. Mm, that was yeah. an ugly, ugly match. Yeah. Although you were screaming Torresitas the whole time. No, that was Torresitas. Tor- no, Torresitas is a is a Roma right back <laughs> or uh, left yeah. back. Full back, yeah. Yeah, he- full back. And Sahel was just like Torresitas, 
Torresitas every time you put it I across. didn't sign a CONCACAF waiver when I became a U.S. Men's National. No, player. I'm not saying you should have been necessarily <laughs> rooting for Costa Rica. You should have. But, it's come fun on. fun to see, like, Pjanic scored in that World Cup. Okay, yes. Uh, Pjanic is fun to see. I enjoy watching Ross Barkley. But Torresitas? Come on. <laughs> he was integral to that 2013-2014 campaign. I'm not really. All right. He was okay. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> um... All right, so in Group G, we had Austria, who had a, a very good run with nine wins and one draw, win the group with 28 points. Undefeated. Russia in second, and Sweden in third. Going That's to a good group. Mm-hmm. Uh, Montenegro is a good team, too. So, uh, you know, they, they, they finished in fourth place with 11 points. Uh, no surprise, really, Austria uh, winning the group. But, I mean, maybe with the ease that they did, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're a very, very good team. With a, David Alaba can play anywhere. He can play left back, center back, defensive mid, outside. I mean, he's just a wonderful, wonderful player. And then Russia, um, you know, it's it's a it's a big next three years for them. They have the Euros, and they're hosting the Confederations Cup, and then they're hosting the World Cup. So if they can uh, if they can make a deep run into the Euros, maybe to the quarterfinals, it's a real statement of intent. And remember, sixteen teams are going to get out of the group out of twenty four. So there's a good shot that they're going to make it. Um, and then Sweden. Uh, I mean, it's it's great to see them in a, in a tournament. Um, yeah. Probably Zlatan's last yeah. tournament. Lost to Portugal in the playoffs of the 2014 qualifiers. World Cup. World Cup qualifiers, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, it probably is Zlatan's last tournament. It's great. It would be great to see him in, in one more uh, yeah. big, big international competition. Yeah, that would be cool. All right, in Group H, we saw Italy win. Going undefeated, seven wins, three Jovinko's draws. Italy. How many caps did he make in the turn? Just one, right? Two. Oh, two. Okay. This this past weekend. Um, so yeah, Italy finished in first place with twenty four points. Croatia in second place. Norway uh, in third place with nineteen points. So very good top three in that group. Yeah. Um, and you can imagine why European qualification was so difficult before this. Uh, I, I mean, a lot of eight of these teams wouldn't have made it before. Yeah. So. Uh, and there's a lot of good teams there. But, the, you know, it's also a little bit watered down with, like, Northern Ireland. I forgot to mention this, but England, Northern Ireland, and Wales and Ireland are all in the tournament. Yeah. Where are you, Scotland? Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, at least another UK team beat them out. Yeah. Well, Ireland's not a UK team. Just to make that clear. Uh, not, okay. to off- not to offend anyone. Okay. No, I mean, come on. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big issue. Okay, well, then why are you talking about England and Ireland? What's well, the they're, on, they're in the same, okay, you know. Well. The same I was just you saying. You already made the comp- No, no, no. I didn't. I, you know what? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you, you don't want to offend people. Well, okay. Anyway, Italy. Jovinko tore it up. Absolutely tore it up in these last two friendlies. He looked like he was playing in MLS. Not friendlies. Did I say friendlies? Yeah. In these last two qualifiers. He looked like he was in MLS. Uh, Croatia, obviously, a good team. Halilovic and. Not Hal- yeah, Halilovic as well. Also, Kovacic and. Uh, Modric and Rakitic. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, stacked midfield. Two Barcelona players, two Real Madrid players in the midfield. Wow. Mandzukic up top. Uh, Serna at right back. I mean, they have some great players. Yeah. Yeah, I um, never really thought about so, that. So, you know, if... if, if I mean, it's going to be an exciting team to watch next year. And then Norway in third advance to the playoffs. Do you think... Uh, I mean, I don't think they're going to Are they unseated or seated? Let me check. They're, I think they're unseeded. Yeah, they're unseated. All the three. So, I mean, if they get wound up with really any of those teams, I don't see them winning. Maybe Hungary. Maybe Hungary. But, yeah. I'd like to see Ireland play Hungary. I think those those are your four. Actually, I mean, Denmark's pretty good, too. Yeah. I mean, it seems like UEFA 
I mean, Sorry I, about I, that. I guess UEFA controls the Champions League and this, but in the Champions League, the playoffs are just so terrible sometimes. Like, like what was it? Lazio Leverkusen? Yeah. Like, that's just yeah. stupid. Yeah, it's <laughs> stupid. But it's unseeded, right? Yeah. So, no, I mean, yeah. There's, well, like, no, two different routes. It's like African African qual- African World Cup qualifications unseeded. They play the, like, they, they all the group winners play each other. All the group winners. Yeah, there's like so Egypt was Egypt was undefeated in their group. They won six games out of six, and then they they drew Ghana in a two game playoff to qualify for the World Cup. Wow. I mean that's so dumb. I don't get the that doesn't make. I think that's why I think the hex and like this kind of qualification is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So. All right. Why don't we get to Group I, which Portugal won seven zero and one. Wait, no. That's okay. This is not updated. No, that is right. There's only five teams in that group. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 21 points for them um, out of a possible 24. Uh, Albania finishes in 14th place. Sorry, <laughs> second place with 14 points. Denmark in third place, and Serbia doesn't go through. And uh, Mkhitaryan's Armenia only two points in that group. Not a whole lot to talk about. Portugal. I mean, Albania is, a, is an exciting team. Um, They'll be cool to watch in the tournament. Um, so, all right. Yeah. So that's uh, it for Euros. Um, all right. Should, uh, so it, the playoffs are going to be on November twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth. I believe that's the same international break as where we start yeah. our World Cup qualifying. Those are the first legs. Yeah, and the second legs will be on the fifteenth, the sixteenth, and the seventeenth. So it'll be an exciting, exciting yeah. five days of soccer. Very much so. And who's your winner for the Euros? I'm going to go with France. I was going to go with France, too. So I'll go with yeah. Belgium. Just well, we'll do a Euro preview next summer. Yeah, definitely. We'll actually be there. Yeah, which is going to be really exciting. We're going to get to we'll see try, a lot of teams, we'll try to get a lot some, of players. We'll try to get some media I passes. I never thought I would see. We'll try to get some media passes. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> just, just, no, just make sure we get up there. And just, you know, um, there are, four, so for the playoffs, there are four seeded teams and four unseeded teams. So the seeded teams are Bosnia and Herzegovina, Ukraine, Sweden, Hungary. So those four teams can't play each other. And then the unseeded teams are Denmark, Ireland, Norway, and Slovenia. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, definitely. All right, so why don't we go over some MLS action that happened midweek. Toronto FC beat New York 2-1 to one at home. I mean, yeah, that's a big result for Toronto FC. And they're in the playoffs for the first time in the history, in the club history. Crazy. So great, great for them. Joe Vinko scores an absolute wonder goal after landing in Rome, or after coming back from Rome a couple hours earlier. I mean, this guy, 37 <laughs> goals and assists this year. That's crazy. I mean, it, it, he is far and away, it's far and away the best season of any MLS player in the history of MLS, which is a little redundant, but I am just so adamant <laughs> about this that it's true. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we can talk more about his legacy once he produces these same kind of numbers next year. Once, if he stays in the league, that's the big thing. We got to oh, hold yeah. on to him. That's true. Um, you know, he, he might go on loan. I think that might be good for the league if he can show that. Uh, he could do it other places. Yeah. Um, or if he can't. Well, then it'll be fun to watch him here. I mean, he, he honestly, uh, yeah, I think he can do it in other places. I don't, he can't do it. He needs more space than he could, he could get in yeah. Serie A. So it was a good move for him, too. Um, yeah, yeah I, mean, he, I mean, he could play for top teams, though. I think he definitely could. Yeah. I mean, I could see him in La Liga. I mean, he'd be a starter for Everton easily. Yeah. Well, maybe not easily, but he, I think he'd be a starter. So, I mean, the other, the other part, uh, the other externality in that match 
is that New York uh, are now tied with FC Dallas for the Supporter Shield. And speaking of FC Dallas... FC Dallas beat Whitecaps FC 2-0 to zero at home. Mauro Diaz, another wonder goal. You know, these two matches were on SportsCenter. Joe Vinko's goal was number two on SportsCenter. Yeah. But these they were showing these matches. They are showing highlights of these matches on SportsCenter. It made me very happy. <laughs> um, so they're tied for the Supporter Shield race um, with one game left, or two games left for both of them. Um, and New York has a 15-goal differential, and Dallas has an 11-goal differential. So, interesting. Um, All right. Yeah. And then in uh, our last game, RSL lost to Portland 0-1. to At home. A big game for Portland. With that match, they are currently in the playoffs over San Jose by three points. Contra- controversial. Uh, Hamsin Olave was sent off, and Portland were... Uh, awarded a penalty that um, Adi scored. But it seems... I mean, it should have been a red card probably, but Olave tackled um, their new young DP, I forgot his name, um, outside the box. So maybe he shouldn't have been a penalty. But what can you do? Yeah. All right, so... Well, well, some more MLS news. Actually, no, I'll, 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 I'll save it. I'll save it for when we talk about the Everton United match. Uh, so do you want to... Should we make predictions later about, you know, MLS Cup Final and all that? Yeah, we can do that later. All right. So why don't we preview some European matches that are happening this weekend? Nice to have club soccer back. Tottenham yeah, is playing Liverpool at home in uh, Jurgen Klopp's first match as the head coach. Yeah, I think That's Tottenham. Major. I think Tottenham are going to win. Um, I mean, Sturridge is back and he's on form. Uh, you know, this break will have helped them for sure. The international break get them healthy. But I think Tottenham, they're playing, they're playing very, very well uh, before the break after a slow start. Um, and I think, I think they're going to go on and win this match. Other games in the Premier League, Everton's facing Manchester United and Goodison. Huge match. The, probably the, the best and biggest match in all of European football this weekend. It, Everton. It's going to be a draw. What? No. <laughs> We've beaten them the last two years at home. Really? Yeah. Last year? Yeah. 3 nothing. You beat Manchester United last year 3 nothing At home. And the year before... It must have been at like the beginning of the season. No, it was at the right? end of the season. Really? When Everton were actually starting to play well again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... Uh, what was I going to say? Kevin Morales is back. John Stones is probably going to be back. Hopefully, Seamus Coleman. Um, so, so those are huge. And, and uh, Leighton Baines is almost uh, on his way back. So, um, I think Everton are going to win this match at home. Uh, I think they will. Um... So, I mean, uh, what, was I, what I was going to say is Rob Heineman and the, the ownership group of Sporting Kansas City are reportedly or ru- are rumored um, to be there uh, at Goodison this Saturday because they're, they're, they're potentially seeking to buy the club from Bill Kenwright. I know with P- Ped McPartland, we talked a little bit about um, the Everton board out movement uh, earlier on, um, I believe episode 18. So go check that out if you're interested in that. Um, so uh, it's very, very interesting. Sporting KC is one of the best-run clubs in, 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 uh, in MLS, so I think it's a good fit. Um, obviously, what happened was um, um, actually Ped McPartland's co-host for Toffee TV and the MLS show um, tweeted at Rob Heineman and said, are you going to be at the at Goodison this weekend? And he retweeted it. So... Uh, we'll see. We'll see if he's actually there. It's, it's interesting. It's probably a good fit. Yeah. But talking about Everton, I think uh, they will win this match. Um, I could see it being a draw. You think it's going to be a draw? Yeah, I'm going to go with 1-1. Okay. Fair. That's fair. 
I mean, I'd probably take the result. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a good side. All right. So moving over to Serie A, Napoli in sixth place facing Fiorentina. Fiorentina's first in the league right now. Napoli has the second most goals in Serie A. Yeah, um, I mean, Insigne and Iguain have five goals apiece. Uh, Insigne has three assists as well, and, and Iguain has two assists. So between them, ten goals and five assists, which is, you know, they're on fire. Yeah. Um, and uh, Fiorentina, also on fire, beat Inter on the road, right? Or was it at home? I, th- uh, I, I think it was on the road, road. Yeah. yeah. So they're in first place. Have they lost yet? Uh, they've lost their first game of the season, but I think yeah. they've won every once. You know, it's interesting. A lot of a lot of pe- uh, a lot of people thought that this team was was going to be bad, um, and you know, so you you watch Serie A a lot. I mean, they they have really been yeah. very. Kalinicic has stood out as a player who I did not think would perform. Yeah, how, um, how many goals? Does you know, he Giuseppe have? Rossi has actually scored his first goal since he got injured, which is exciting news for him. Um, you know, things are looking up. I, I don't think they're going to retain it. I think if there's one team that scares uh, Roma fans like me, it's going to be Inter Milan to battle for that. So, so you don't, also you, Juventus, you, I guess. You don't think they're going to sustain it? <laughs> you don't think they can sustain this run of form? I, if, I was a, if I was a Viola fan, I would go for Champions League qualification right now. That's right. Really? I, no, come on. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> We've seen this before. Ro- it's like set six no, no, no. Games in. You set haven't seen it before. Six games. When in. Roma had that perfect start to their season, Juventus was right there, right? It's not like. I mean, they were kind of right. Th- yeah, I think they were right there. Yeah, I they mean. were right there. They were always only three points behind. And uh, yeah, Kalinicic, like you said, four goals on the season. Um, so he's been very, very good. Um, I'm gonna take. So what do you, what do you think is gonna happen in this? Uh, I think Napoli's. I'm going to go, it's a bit bold, but I think Napoli's at home. I think they're going to win 2-1. I think Fiorentina's going to need a draw, 1-1. Kalinicic and Iguain are going to score. I can see that. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, uh, so the next area I'm actually going to talk about is Inter Milan-Juventus. Inter Milan's second place in Serie A right now, and Juventus, disappointingly for them, 12th. Yeah, and you're, you're right. Inter Milan have been playing very, very well. Uh, obviously lost to Fiorentina. Um, and they, they really could win the league. Uh, I still think Roma will. Um, yeah, I think Roma will. I mean, I, how Juventus, far do you think Juventus, yeah, how, I mean, where do you think they're going to finish this year? Uh, it's so hard to it's say. It's hard, it's hard to say. I think they'll finish in the top 10, uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think, I think they, I think they'll finish third. I, they, but if, if they're like, let's say like sixth in February, do you think Allegri's gone? I really, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, he he won them the Scudetto last year. He took them to a Champions League final. I, I, when I guess, you lo- when you lose a player like when you lose players like Tevez, Vidal, and Pirlo, you're gonna struggle. Mm-hmm. And you have to inter- you have to integrate these players like Dybala. Uh, you know, Morata is the striker now. Yeah. Um, so you know, it, it, it takes time. And Vidal, I, I think, is one of the best midfielders in the world. Yeah, it's crazy that he doesn't, like, he's a backup midfielder for Bayern. Bayern. It's just, yeah. Bayern's ridiculous. There's no point in anything. They're the best team in the world. Oh, <laughs> easily. Um, well, besides Toronto FC. So, what are you going to say for this game? Well, you, didn't respond, you didn't hear me say that. What'd you say? I said besides Toronto FC. Oh. <laughs> Qualify? Okay, okay. They must have, like, the worst... Could Jovinko like play for Bayern? spending money to playoff appearances ratio. Oh, easily. In, in well, they've only started to spend a lot of money. It was January of 
15 when they got Altidore? Yeah, okay. No, no, no. They no, got no. Altidore this summer. Oh, yeah, this summer and then 2015. Oh, no, no. Last winter. 2014 January was Bradley. That's yeah, know. yeah. 2014 January was Bradley. And then, yeah, 20 and Defoe. 2015 January. January was Altidore yeah, and Jovinko. Yeah. So, I mean, still, I mean, you expect them And to remember, Jovinko was supposed to come in the summer. But they were able to get him in, in January. Yeah, yeah. Alright, Inter Milan Juventus prediction. <laughs> I'm gonna say Inter Milan 3, Juve 1. I'm gonna say Inter Milan That's a- 4, Juventus 1. Wow. I thought 3 I to 1 was. Goals. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in, in Serie A? Yeah, I mean. Five goals? You put like Juventus Between two top teams? Juventus isn't gonna be like, be like that, though. I mean, they're gonna push their line high up. But their defense is still good. It's it's still good, but I I, I just Acardi's gonna get a hat trick in this game. Don't they have Alexandro? Yeah, at left back, and they have yeah. Chiellini and Brasagli and Bonucci and Lichtsteiner. They've got a good defense. Well, I mean, I, well, no, I, you know what? I don't know if it's been performing though. I mean, they've only given up eight goals. Eight yeah, goals. that's not that much. I mean, they just well, can't actually, score. that's a lot in seven matches. Yeah, it is a lot. Eh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, Juventus could afford to do that. Fiorentina have, have only given up four. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. We're right. bringing back uh, our little game. Yeah. Still yet it's to probably be been like ten episodes before we get into TBD, which is what we call it because it's still to be determined. Remember to go check out ambitiousstrike.com for six shirts. Use the code Brothers at checkout for a fifteen percent discount off your entire purchase. Uh, that's an exclusive code to this podcast. Um, they're great shirts. Uh, you'll be helping us out. So mm. please, please do that. The shirts are great. Um, that's ambitious, spelled ambitious, A-M-B-I-T-I-O-U-S, strike, S-T-R-Y-K dot com. And their website's awesome. So Yeah, love the design. Yeah. All right. All right, let's get into it. All right, so to explain the game, what Sahil or I will do is ask or give the other person a player. So what the other person has to do is answer three questions. What do you think of their game? Where do you rank them in the pool? And do you see them at the... Tw- yeah, for their national team. And do you see them at the 2018 World Cup? So Sahil has picked a player. I don't know who this player is. And I'll have to answer the question on the spot. Right. Yeah, we were just talking about this team. Uh, Alvaro Morato, uh, Morata is the player <laughs> that I'm going to pick. <laughs> the male version. Yeah. No, no, the female. No, Morata would be the female. Yeah, version. yeah. The Morata would be the male version. Yeah. Um, All right. So first things first. What do you think of his game? Oh, I think he's an excellent striker. He's yeah. still young, and he really proved that he can he can be a, a, a top striker. Um, he needs mm-hmm. to perform a little bit better for Juve in the next coming months. I think. Um, of yeah. course, he. Just, I was a bit unsure of his move actually from Real Madrid to Juve. I was a bit confused. I mean, not confused, but I thought they could have done. Well, remember before better. Benzema, before Benzema went into his crazy form that he did for a little while, people wanted Morata to start. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So for Real Madrid, but I, I love his game. I think he's he's fast, he's strong, and he can finish, and he's always in the right position. Um. So you know, he's he's a striker you want. Um. And uh. Where, wait, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, he might be back at Real Madrid in a couple of years with that buyback option. Yeah. Um, so, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, we'll see where his yeah, career goes. Yeah. He got injured uh, recently uh, while on national team duty, but it looks like he's going to play this weekend. Yeah. So it, it would be a big purchase from Real Madrid, but then again, 
Morata's probably cost Real Madrid a lot of money after that Champions League semifinal last year. Yeah. Because you get prize money for the Champions League or That's whatever. That's true, so. yeah. Well, okay, next question. Where do I rate him in the pool? Now, you know, I know this is kind of crazy. I think he's the best striker in the Spanish national team pool. Diego Costa? Nah. Diego Costa is a, you know, he's a great striker, but if you frustrate him, he gets too caught up in that. Yeah. So, and he's not really performing that, that well, and he's always injured. I think Morata is the way to go. So Paco Alcacer is just not proven, or? Well, I mean, he could get there. I, yeah. I definitely think he could. Um, but right now, I think Morata is the best striker in the yeah, world. Yeah, I would agree. And will he be at the 2018 World Cup? Oh, yeah. I mean, he should be starting. Yeah. Kind of answered that in question, too. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't think we have anything else to say. Nothing else to really talk about. Um, All right, we have an email for this podcast. It's soccerbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter at soccerbrospod. My brother's Twitter is at bigtimebrownie. Mine's at ASR underscore Saho. Leave a review on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. Leave a comment on SoundCloud. We appreciate any feedback we can get. Thank you for that, Nihal. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we also want to take uh, thank our social media intern, Dinesh Raj, who made his debut in the last podcast. Go check that out, episode 21. He's been running our Twitter, and our Twitter has been much better recently. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, thanks to him. Uh, and you can also call him D, by the way. I don't know... My brother didn't clarify that, but his nickname's D, so we might refer to him as D. We're talking about the Nash when yeah. we say D. Oh, yeah. No, we're talking about the defense of whatever we're talking about. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you know what? This is beyond me. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. See you guys.